Welcome to Sweet Tea and D&D. I'm your host, Zach, with Jamie. Oh. Oh, fuck. I threw you out. You no, did. Kidding. You totally threw me off. I was like. Just kidding. Ah, yeah. See? Yep. But you knew I was throwing it to you, so now we could do it the right way this time. Oh, are we doing it again? Yeah. Okay. I'm well, ready. You ready? Yes. Are you ready? Yes. Welcome to Sweet TND. This is our 24th what? episode. <laughs> what? You said Sweet T. What did you even say it right? After watching the tape. We discovered that you are wrong Watching with that. Watching the but tape is this <laughs> adventure. We did watch it, though. Uh, <laughs> but you did say it wrong. Sweet T and D should have been her name. Sweet T and the D. No. Whoa. No. 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 Um, anywho, let's... From the top. Okay. Welcome Take to Sweet T and D. This is our 24th episode. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for your contribution, Jamie. Uh, I'm your host, Zach, and today we're going to be talking about some monsters and my other host, Tits McGee. (laughs) (laughs) I knew you were going to do it. I was like, oh, it's perfect. I fixed it the first time. And then you're just like, eh, tits. (laughs) (laughs) Tits McGee is on vacation. So we're going to talk about oozes today, which is what can come out of the D. I feel like we're having a theme, and I don't know if I'm comfortable with the theme, because <laughs> if either of these comes out of any orifice in anyone, please see a physician immediately. Probably an OB-GYN if you're a woman. Well, if you're a lady, please go, I mean, go to the emergency room, because there's yes. obviously something Something wrong. is wrong with you if these are you oozing out of your... immediately. Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and that has been medical advice with sweet tea and D&D. Consult a physician. <laughs> Not WebMD. It'll oh, God, never use WebMD. Never Carry use on. Indeed. We got we got to do a show. It's going to tell you you're going to die. Okay. You've got so cancer. We haven't talked about oozes before, so we're going to read all of their like flavor text, and it applies to both of them. And maybe next time we'll do the rest of the oozes so we don't have to read it twice. So yeah. there will be a B part to this episode. Heck, yeah. Episode we'll 25, the, the conclusion of oozes. <laughs> the conclusion We'll finish of our ooze cruise. <laughs> We hope you enjoyed the ooze cruise. Please keep your hands and feet inside <laughs> the ooze at all slow times. It was very slow and probably very long. <laughs> oh, yeah. Their speed is short. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's a fart, obviously. Okay. Oozes thrive in the dark, shunning areas of bright light and extreme temperatures. Same. <laughs> right? It's when well, we can't. It's Texas. Everywhere is hot. They flow through the damp underground, feeding on any creature or object that can be dissolved, slink along the ground, dripping from walls and ceilings, spreading across the edges of underground pools, and squeezing through cracks. The first warning an adventurer receives of an ooze presence is often the searing pain of its acidic touch. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) The first warning. It's gentle caress of your inner thigh that then turns to acidic burns. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Oozes are drawn to movement and warmth. <laughs> Same. <laughs> <laughs> Organic material nourishes them. And when prey is scarce, they feed on grime, fungus, and offal. Same. I, what is offal? I don't know. Oh. <laughs> Probably <laughs> detritus. <laughs> ass. Let's just throw out words that just throw could out easily words. been explained with just dead things. But no. no. Shoot. Okay. Uh, veteran explorers know that an immaculately clean passageway is a likely sign that an ooze lair is nearby. Or you have good housekeeping. Oh, you know, we do have the orc made over twice a week. 
Mm-hmm. The and Mary Maid. She is proficient. Mm-hmm. <laughs> With axes. <laughs> axes and pledge. And dusters. <laughs> <laughs> we need more lemon pledge. And ooze kills its prey slowly. Some varieties such as black puddings and gelatinous cubes. Oh! Um... <laughs> Oh, <laughs> cubes. You know I like those three-dimensional shapes. Well, it's oh. what, that's what we're talking about. Both of us. No, mine's not a black pudding. <gasps> Fuck. I, I do have it. a mini of a black pudding, though. Yes, it's so cute. You got it in that little variety box yeah. from the comic book store. That was a fun day. Um, they engulf uh, creatures to prevent escape. The only upside of this torture's death is that a victim's comrades can come to the rescue before it is too late. Since not every ooze digests every type of substance, uh, some have coins, metal gear, bones, and other debris suspended uh, within their quivering bodies. Mm, A (laughs) A slain ooze can be a rich source of treasure for its killers. Um, They also have an unwitting servant's little block. Although an ooze lacks the intelligence to ally itself with other creatures, others that understand an ooze's need to feed might lure it into a location where it can be uh, of use to them. Clever monsters keep oozes around to defend passageways or consume refuse. <laughs> so they like little Roombas. <laughs> <laughs> you leave it at the bottom of the trains. Just <laughs> I'm not kidding. That is in uh, spoilers for Dragon Heist Water Deep or whatever the fuck. Water, High, Water Heist Deep Dragon. Oh. Uh, there is a, in the first encounter, you have to fight an ooze if you're not careful because it's coming from the latrine. I love that. Yeah, That's I think it's a great use. So funny. Okay. <laughs> it was hungry for more than just your shit. I just like the idea of some. Like, what if it's pseudopod your butthole? <laughs> oh wow, <laughs> Zach, why are we continuing down the orifice road with you? Orifice road. Know. That's where. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm the one to blame. Here. Yes, I do blame you. Okay. But no, I imagine like some intelligent monster just keeping gelatinous cubes around. They're just like fucking Roombas. Yeah. You just see him like gliding past, picking up, like sucking up dead bones and stuff. Dead bones. Dead like, bones. Uh, I know at one time we were going to do a big old tournament, remember? That would have been really cool if, like, after each encounter. <laughs> like, oh, God, it'd be so slow. <laughs> they would just pass by. You have, like, a team a gelatinous of gelatinous cubes. Cube. Zamboni of an arena cleaner. <laughs> and it's just like. <laughs> just, I like to imagine it rolls on a cube, though. Like, it doesn't slither, it just kind of constantly rolls over on its faces so it's picking up debris as it but goes. it's always kind of a cube shape yeah it's a cube shape so it every it's like rolling a dice it just kind of slaps the floor and oh my gosh up. it's gross <laughs> oh i'm so i miss garrett so much he would have hated that okay <laughs> um welcome to sweet tea oh, and ASMR. by the way i'm gonna shameless plug he has another podcast it's called the life of the simmons or something like that he's doing like another podcast so if you liked garrett he's doing other stuff you can listen to him too he's no longer to here to scream at us to stop you know well, he will he'll be <laughs> back he's just living a lot of life right now um living okay. la vida, vida. <laughs> <laughs> right living la vida la vida okay um they use it as a Roomba. Likewise, an ooze can be enticed to entice into a pit trap where its captors feed it often enough t- to prevent it from coming after them. Crafty creatures place torches and flaming braziers in strategic areas to dissuade an ooze from leaving a particular tunnel or room. 
Hmm. It's good to know when building a dungeon with a gelatinous cube. In well, it. lighting will stop it from spreading. Right? Well, mm-hmm. lighting. That didn't make sense. Good lighting. Good lighting. Adequate like, lighting. Bright lighting. Whatever you want to say. Your chandeliers must be strategically placed. Um, and then it says, according to the oh, demon omicron, because I was going to say that word. Demon omicron. Yep. <laughs> of... Xanathar. Nope. Ooh, Mordecai. It's I-G-G-W-I-L-V. Oh, that's a lot of consonants and vowels mixed together. I don't know what that word is. Nor do I. I don't want to... It looks... I almost... Before I took a second to really look at it, I was going to say Iggly Wiggly. (laughs) Iggwilv. Iggwilv. It looks gnomish. Well... It's probably not. Screw them because I'm not a gnome. Come on, guys. And, uh, <laughs> I'm not a gnome. How <laughs> fucking dare you make me read things in other scripts? Like, but it, you make it sound like I'm saying it about another actual <laughs> language. Get out of here. Racist. <laughs> <laughs> Jerk. Um, what are you, some fucking oh, variant human? You shut up. <laughs> Oozes are scattered fragments or offspring of the demon lord. Jubilix. 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 Whether this is true or not, the Faceless Lord is one of the few beings that can control oozes and imbue them with the modicum of intelligence. Most of the time, oozes have no sense of tactics or self-preservation. They are direct and predictable, attacking and eating without cunning. Under the control of Jubilix, they exhibit glimmers of uh, sentience and malevolent intent. An ooze doesn't require sleep. Um, there's also a variant which... Uh, I swear to God, if it says, do you want to be an ooze? <laughs> <laughs> Is this a playable race on D&D Beyond? Um, Probably. It has a, psych- uh, a psychic gray ooze. A gray ooze that lives a long time can uh, evolve to become more intelligent and develop limited psionic ability. Such occurrences are more common in gray oozes that live near psionic creatures, such as mind flayers, suggesting that the ooze can sense and mimic psionic ability. A psionic gray ooze has an intelligence score of six, which is a negative two um, bonus. So smart. (laughs) Just, Just enough. As well as the following additional action. It has a psychic crush. Every charge is on a five and a six. The ooze targets one creature that it can sense within 60 feet of it. The target must make a DC 10 intelligence saving throw. <laughs> so smart. Target the barbarian. Um, taking 10 up to 3D6 psychic damage on a failed save or half as much damage on a successful one. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. So I'm going to talk about the gelatinous cube. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't just talk about another monster on accident. You'll never know. We deleted the recording. Production. So for the text of a gelatinous cube, it says the dungeon's floors were spotless. That should have been our first clue. This is what Jamie was talking about, how giving your hint should be like, ooh, this is clean. The merry maids, if we're here. It was in the intro. Okay. Trust me. Okay, I trust you. From the journal of Jaster Hollowquill on his first exploration of Undermountain. I don't know why it just sounded slightly dirty. I don't know. I want to see your under mountain. Gross. Yep. So a gelatinous cube is a huge (laughs) boulders. Huge tracts of land. Do you know? I don't know if my grandmother lied to me. Oh. She's known to do this. Oh. Because she's funny. Which one, maternal or paternal? Paternal. Okay. So my grandmother used to work in the Grand Tetons National Park. And she said that the French explorers there were lonely because they were all dudes. 
and they're like, wow, those are some grand Tetons, which is apparently great breasts. So I was like, I want to fuck those mountains. I want to go to her under mountain and I want to, <laughs> but yeah, that's... that's what I've been told. I'm too old to Google grand Tetons and hope it's like boob pics. Cause I don't want to do that oh my as a grown ass man, but thanks grandma. Thank you for that story. And nothing else. It's a good story. Yeah. It's funny. Boobs. So <laughs> with that, it is a large ooze, which is unaligned. It has no moral code. Same. Chaos. <laughs> uh, yeah. So it is, uh, by its description, gelatinous cubes scour dungeon passages in silent, predictable patterns. You could use it. Wait, no. Roombas kind of use a random walk pattern, but I mean. But they do get your whole floor. And I'm pretty sure if you needed to, you could set it. I think once it learns, it would probably do the same thing over and over again. Yeah. I need you to clean this space. So um, they consume Roomba. living tissue while leaving bones and other material undissolved. So anything living, but not bones. That oh. gives you an idea of what's left behind. Oh, shit. Gel- gelatinous cube is all but transparent, making it hard to spot until it attacks. A cube that is well fed can be e- easier to spot since the victim's bones, coins, and other objects can be seen suspended inside the creature. <laughs> so pretty much anything tissue, soft tissue is dissolvable. Everything else stays. So metals and so it's bone. like bio, like living, like living materials. Yeah, living yeah. organic material. I would say wood probably gets consumed. Probably. So it has an AC of six, so it's pretty damn easy to hit. It's also a ten foot by ten foot cube, so lots of surface area. You know the term hitting the broad side of a barn. That is what we're talking about. Hitting the broad side of a news. But that is very imposing. I'm thinking of myself. I'm. Five four, and that's twice as tall as I am. You're five four. I'm five four. I did not know this. Yeah, you're a foot taller than me. I'm so sorry. Uh, so, uh, it has a high AC though. Oh. Eighty four hit points. Sorry, high HP. Eighty four. Like, we just points. said it was eight. Yeah, <laughs> which is it can have a maximum of one hundred and twenty. Nice. Its speed is fifteen feet. It cannot climb, but it can hurl its ass at you at a f- half your speed, which is real sad. It can throw that ass in a circle at about half the rate of a normal medium-sized creature. Bring it around yeah. down. So it has a strength of plus two with a 14 score and a con of plus five with a 20 score. Everything else is negative. Minus four, dex. <laughs> Sneaky. Uh, minus like two, snake. wisdom. Not very smart. Intelligence. Minus five. <laughs> wow. One. And lastly, charisma. Minus five. Also a score of one. Not winning any pageants. Uh, it is a d- immune. I wonder if it had a beautiful treasure inside if it could win a pageant. Maybe. What this if it more, ate somebody who was wearing a sash that just said pageant so on it? So what if that, um, like you have this and it has a key or a magic item, a metal item in it? And your players have to like get it out. Oh, that'd be great having like the key to the next room inside of it. Like it's an unpickable lock. You just have to kill the gelatinous cube, which is slowly, and I mean slowly, creeping up on you. Mm. It could work in tandem with um, my monster. Yeah. And one of them could get the organic material and one of them gets the inorganic material and bones. That's fucked up. That is, isn't it? (laughs) <laughs> that'd be a horrible like a saw type of thing <laughs> yep. it is immune to being blinded charmed deafened exhaustion frightened or proned cool because it has no eyes it has ears. no sensory organs nope 
just hunger. But they do the the thermal thing, kind of like they they look for heat. It just has blind sense, so I guess it's. I would go with thermal on that one because it does mention it. Yeah, but it, it says it mentions that it moves toward it, so you've got plenty of time as long as you don't stay. It could like creep up on adventurers if they make like a, a fire in a cave. Mm-hmm. Like it's you might have. Uh, gelatinous cubes or oozes like start creeping up on you yeah. but stay out of the light don't go to the bathroom <laughs> alone that's you're gonna step in a, in a ooze Ooh, i wonder that if peeing so on it will funny. help uh so it has a blind side of 60 peeing feet on peeing on an ooze i bet it sizzles no i bet it i bet it's almost does like it a, burn when you pee i think it would probably bounce off did you stick your dick in an ooze does it burn when you pee <laughs> i wonder if we can put my dick in that ooze <laughs> Uh, it is oh, blind beyond the radius. No, no. Hashtag don't, don't. Has <laughs> a passive perception of eight feet, or eight, not eight. eight. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, it knows no languages, and it's a CR two, meaning it's worth four hundred and fifty XP. Nice. So, um, its skills are called ooze cube and transparent. Ooze cube. Tis I ooze cube. The cube takes up the entire like a space. Rat name. Other creatures can enter the space, but the creature does so is subjected to the cube's engulf and has disadvantage on the saving throw. The creatures inside the cube can be seen, but have total cover. The creatures within five feet of the cube can take an action to pull a creature or object out of the cube. Doing so requires a successful DC 12 strength check, and the creature makes the attempt taking 10 or 3d6 acid, so up to 18. The cube can hold only one large creature or up to four medium or small creatures inside of it at a time transparent meaning that even when the cube is in plain sight it takes a successful dc 15 perception check to spot the cube that has neither moved nor attacked a creature that christ tries to enter the cube's space while unaware of the cube is surprised by the cube this is where i would probably bring in, bring in passive perceptions yeah especially if you have a party who's not super wise looking at you clerics you're very wise stay the fuck away so if you're sneaking Druids. up on somebody who's yeah druids clerics anybody uses wisdom as a casting modifier, yeah. uh, you could probably sneak up on the rest of the party and not them because uh, it's hard to spot them. Uh, I would use passive for that unless they're actively like this hallway is too clean. Where's the fucking ooze? You can just see like the line where it last went by, where it went from like it's snail clean trail to dirty. Like there's a smudge <laughs> difference. Oh, like it missed a spot. Oh, so this this one uses a pseudopod to attack yeah. with a plus four. Uh, it can only reach five feet, and it one creature takes three d six or ten acid damage. Ouch! And this is its like piece de resistance. So one, it engulfs the creature. Uh, the creature moves up to the speed. While doing so, it can enter large, large or smaller creature spaces. Whenever the cube enters the creature space, the creature must make a DC twelve dexterity saving throw. On a success, the creature can choose to be pushed five feet back or to the side of the cube. A creature can choose that chooses not to be pushed suffers the consequence of a failed saving throw. Um, in this case, it hurts. You, it hurts. Yeah. On a failed save, the, you enter the cube. Enter the cube. So, you, so for this trap that I'm thinking of, you'd have to choose to fail and like go inside of it. Or kill it. Or kill it. Oh, Killing would probably be harder. It has a shit ton of hit points for it a does. CR2. It does. So on a failed save, you itch the cube taking 3d6 or 10 acid damage. Is The creature is then restrained and can't breathe. Ooh, is restrained. 
That's oh. you can't grab stuff from the inside if you're restrained. It takes 21 66 acts of damage at the start of each of the cube's turn when the cube moves. The engulfed I'm creature. Sorry, how much? Uh, 66. Oh, 21. I thought you said 66. 66. No, that's and I was like, up. holy cow! Like this would Goodbye. kill a party. Right <laughs> that. Yeah. When the cube moves, the engulfed creature moves with it. So it's like <laughs> that is the slowest moving taxi. Oh God! And the worst service. Oh God! An engulfed creature can try to escape by taking an action to make a DC 12 strength check. On a success, the creature escapes and enters a space of its choice within five feet of the cube. So you can go out one side or the other. So these were actually kind of the design sets for the original D&D maps. Most hallways were 10 by 10 or 10 feet wide, at least because they would accommodate the cube. So you would just leave this shit fact. in the middle of a hallway. Imagine this in a four-way T or a four-way junction. Anytime I think you have to traverse through a gelatinous cube, I think is a good thing. I never even thought about it until now, like having to make someone go through it because you'd have to make all the strength saves to pass through just it. Just to pass through it. Oh gosh. I would I would say you're restrained. I would say you could probably get the keep. I would say if there's something inside of it, you could get to it. Mm-hmm. Or you're pulling a magic item out of it or something like that. I would say you could do that if you pass through it. You're going to have to take the damage to do it. Oh, so much damage. Yeah, a lot of damage. I think it would be a cool thing to see how your players respond to... Um, like, are they going to think it out? Are they going to think about this? Or are they just going to blindly go into it and try yeah. to be murder hobos? <laughs> Yeah, it's whether they consider this a trap or just a monster. Is it a puzzle? Is it a trap? Is it a monster? How are we going to come both? at this? Oh. Yeah. And if there is some sort of prize in it, you know, how do we get it? I did have a thought of like a a room. <laughs> I don't know how you would do this, but if you could put a gelatinous cube in there and then like make the floor a grate so its weight kind of like <laughs> and it just goes through the floor. And then you could somehow put like an ooze on the top of it. Like it goes, it opens and then it closes so that the ooze can kind of come in and out and move through. I don't know. I don't, so the thing with the gelatinous cubes is they can't reform. They're not amorphous. Oh. They're cubes. That's it. The cube though, however, is the easiest one to make a miniature of yourself. Okay. I, I wish, oh, we know how they come about, but it'd be cool if like you could do that and it became a bunch of little tiny gelatinous cubes. <laughs> That's how they, that'd be cool if that was how they reproduced if like you chopped it the black puddings it, do that that's if you chop a black pudding it becomes it, they have becomes what's called split black when a pudding that is medium or larger is subjected to lightning or slashing damage it splits into two new puddings that has at least 10 hit points that is the fucking best but you'll find out more about the black pudding on another episode later we're not talking about that right now when it's in what we say 24b 24b yeah <laughs> jamie's gonna talk about the gray ooze the gray ooze which i did mention has a variant but that was at the beginning of the episode so rewind it's psionic stuff which so what does it say in the scary. front text for the gray ooze for the gray ooze it says a gray ooze is stone turned to liquid by chaos when it moves it slithers like a liquid snake rising to strike so i think it does like the t1000 bit it just kind of like on the floor but much slower much much <laughs> slower what if it swung when it walked like what? a snake like what if it was like spider-man <laughs> swinging where it would like swing and like hook 
Kind of like Hexus. Kind of yes. like. Hmm. Have fun with that later. Thanks. <laughs> uh, Grey Ooze is medium and unaligned. It has an armor cost of eight, just like it's. Well, no, nope. that's six. six. Wow. It's harder to because hit. it's a, it was a rock. Um, Sturdier, <laughs> well built, chaos. Um, it has twenty two up to three d eight plus nine, which is twenty four plus nine. Thirty. Is a lot. Three. Three. <laughs> thirty. Three. Math is fun. Um, it has a speed of ten and a climb of ten. It has a strength of twelve, which is a plus one. A dex of six, which is a negative two. A con of sixteen, which is a plus three. Intelligence of one, which is a negative five. It's not smart at all. <laughs> Wisdom of six, a negative two, and a charisma of two, which is a negative four. That hurts. It's yeah. They're just they're just kind of sticky, and that's really it. It has a plus two to stealth, and it has resistances resistances to acid, cold, and fire. So, I wonder if you put a base on it. If it <laughs> will it neutralize itself? Yes, that would be. Quick, to throw think some about. sodium bicarb on it. <laughs> <gasps> what if it was like a shitty way kids made volcanoes in like fantasy realms? Oh my god! Like instead of vinegar, they're like, go buy your gray ooze from the alchemist and it's time to get started on your paper mache volcano. <laughs> <laughs> Not paper mache. What did you use? That was like... You can use paper mache, I think. I've never made yeah. one, so I really don't know. I but... think we made out of like... That'd be cool. Um, this is, may sound like a dumb question, but are there natural bases that you could like find? No, oh, tons of them. Oh, cool. So it would be something kind of cool, like a weird little side quest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> go fetch your chemicals for your child science project. <laughs> you can go to the store. You can it's harvest like a, them yourself. It's part of like druid school. You have to make a little volcano. Yes. Today we're going to learn about the earth, children. That'd be so funny. Someone's going to do it. Let us know how it goes. Um, <laughs> Imagine a D&D session where you're just a kindergarten teacher. Oh, my. G- no, that's my nightmare. I work in public education. No, 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 no. Do it. <laughs> no. <laughs> That'd be so fun. Um, it's um, conditioned immunities are blinded, charmed, deafened, exhaustion, frightened, and prone. You can't knock it over. You can't blind it. You can't make it do what you want. It's going to do its own thing. And it cannot hear you. <laughs> It, it can't ain't got be no You can't knock it over. All right. It has blind sight to 60 feet and is blind beyond that and a passive perception of eight. It has no languages. They do not communicate with each other, which. How would they, though? I don't know. Like, I don't either. Like, maybe they're like cats and they rub each other. <laughs> There's these things called slime molds. You're going to tell me something gross. They're this, not, is, this is a gross story. They're not really gross. Tell. They're like. <laughs> The way they worked, and this is something I think they did this in Japan. They took a slime mold, which grows all out and searched for food. And what they ended up doing is they put a essentially a city map where they put their train stations as hubs and they put food at the train stations. Huh. And so what they wanted to do is to like see or the, not train station, but city hubs, like where most of the people were located. So what they wanted to do was see like the fastest way for them to map it. And because the slime mold is super efficient, it will establish a path. If it's the fastest than all the others, it drops the lines for all the others and just hones in on those for resources. And so the slime mold, which is just oozing goo, drew essentially the train maps for Japan for them and matched what they had already done. Like this was the most efficient method. That is. The slime has told us. That is cool. Look it up. It's cool. 
finds uh, a way. Finds a way. That's that's cool. <laughs> Gross. I hope that didn't. It probably did. My bad. Um, uh, it is a one half challenge rating. Ooh, so strong. So strong. So bad. Um, it's a hundred XP. And I have the idea of like you could probably capture great ooze, put it in a dark box, feed it little dead things, and uh, use it for science projects. And use it for a science project. Um, but you, I feel like you could. Okay, so I'm pleading to like the bad, the bad seed in every party, and like you could throw someone's armor you don't like in there, or you could. You could just throw somebody you don't like in it. There you go. <laughs> Although I think I think the gelatinous cube would be better to throw people into because then you can watch. Wow, that took a dark turn. Okay, <laughs> I'm the mean one. You are the mean one. That was rude. It's <laughs> it's amorphous. The ooze can move through a space as narrow as one inch wide without squeezing. Not same. Um, corrode metal. <laughs> Any non magical weapon made of metal that hits the ooze corrodes after dealing damage the weapon takes a permanent and cumulative negative one penalty to damage rolls if his penalty drops to negative five the weapon is destroyed non-magical ammunition made of metal that hits the ooze is destroyed after dealing damage the ooze can eat through two inch thick non-magical metal in one round wow (laughs) you could use this as like a way to get through a dungeon like doors and stuff that would be cool uh, what's like, in your toolkit? I have this gray ooze over here. I have a five by five box of gray ooze. I wonder yeah. how much it weighs. How much does a five by five piece of stone filled with chaos weigh? One pound. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I was gonna try and come something witty, but I had nothing. I was like, I I don't know. It's a pound of feathers and a pound of nails. <laughs> One pound of chaos, please. <laughs> How much does a pound of chaos weigh? It does have a false appearance, so when the ooze remains motionless, it is indistinguishable from an oily pool or a wet rock. Um, Which is really cool if you're putting it as some sort of trap or something to to surprise your characters. Because as it said in the beginning text, usually the first sign to a party that it's there is that it's already attacked them. So you would not be a bad guy to have it surprise attack them because it's really hard to see. <laughs> um, then it has one action. It has the pseudopod action, um, just like our friend the gelatinous cube. It's a melee weapon attack with a plus three to hit and a reach of five feet for one target. On a hit, it does four uh, or 1d6 plus one. Good. What is going on? Nothing. <laughs> Uh, or 1d6 plus 1 bludgeoning damage plus 7 up to 2d6 uh, acid damage. And if the target is wearing non-magical metal armor, its armor is partially corroded and takes a permanent and cumulative negative penalty to the AC it offers. The armor is destroyed if the penalty reduces the AC to 10. So, they have to hurry. <laughs> Very quick about this. Or send the party with non-metal armor up first. Which yeah. they're not the tanks. But they're not going to know because you, know, you it would be hard to prepare for this type of encounter because no. you can't distinguish it from most of the things most of the time. And I think this is something that like the DM should keep track of on a note card or something. Like yes. if I was hitting a party member like, oh, and that's a minus one to your AC. That's something you write down and be like, you have describe to. it in role play. You have to. And then you're just like, 
you have holes all over your armor from every single time it slapped you. So when you go back into town, you need to get the blacksmith to yeah. repair Or you can attempt mending on it, but even then it can't, it has to have all the pieces. Yeah, and it won't. It's simply corroded. It's gone. Yep. So Fucked up. And I would say, like, after this, if you still have more of the dungeon to crawl through, you have to think of someone, if another monster, before you have it repaired, gets like a nat 20 on this, you run the risk of breaking their armor still. Mm-hmm. Even if it doesn't break with um, the great ooze, you can still have it. I would be generous. I wouldn't say just one. I'd probably say at least the amount that it would get to negative five. So if they took one, only one round of damage to a negative one, and their AC is like 15, I'm just going to use that number, you would have to be hit four more times with a crit, and then your armor would break yeah. if you don't get it repaired. Hard mode. Yeah. And I think but that, it just, that depends on the DM. So whatever, whatever. There's also like this would be a good time to toss in a few different oozes because you could be like, oh, this ooze destroys metal, as Jamie was saying, and then the other one destru- destroys like soft tissue, organic material. Yeah. So like you can get more gear from a gelatinous cube. But Where that's it. And yeah. If you want to dissolve a body, <laughs> we got your, we got your great, we got you your need to hide your right evidence. Here. That'd there's, be some, a cool... there's some serial killer with like collecting oozes. That would be a cool like murder mystery plot. It's yeah. Like, this guy has like a basement and it's just a ooze. It's just oozes. And every now and then he has to clean out the bones. And uh, next episode we will talk about uh, black, black pudding and the okri. O- I, I was going to say ochre, but ochre? I don't know if that's correct. O-C-H-R-E. Ochre. Jelly. Ochre jelly. It looks... It looks like earwax. <laughs> you would know. I would know. And then it's orcs, so we're not talking about that. All right. Our DM tip. We got to do some dude lays. Oh, doodle lays first. I almost forgot. Jeepers creepers. So we're going to do some doodles, which we already did. Did some diddles. And, um, <laughs> mm, yep. Diddle, diddle, that's what the D in sweet T and D stands for is diddles. diddles. <laughs> we're going yep. to hell. All right. So. <laughs> Uh, as we have forgotten to mention, these monsters come from page 242 and 243 of the Monster Manual. Um, if you are looking through the front of the book, it is under a, a it has its own like subsection. It's all stuff, They're under oozes. Don't look for gelatinous. Which has cube. two O's, which you might notice I spelled wrong originally. Later, he has. O's. I fixed it. <laughs> oh, those oses! <laughs> Scary. Scary oses. Okay, show me. Show you the ooze or O's. So this is the gray ooze. I went went random. I didn't like take it from the book. I was just like, this is my art. Okay. Pseudopod. <laughs> you're okay. For the record, the first three <laughs> drafts, it looked like a dick. So you're welcome that that pseudopod is just bulbous, bulbous, um, bulbous shaped. Okay. So you probably not gonna get this reference, but just because you don't watch this anime, it looks like Majin Buu. His little his head. antenna, like his little antenna. Yeah, the pink dude who is really yeah. fat. He looks like bubblegum, but that looks like his little yeah, antenna. Yeah, we can put it on his head if I color it blue. <laughs> pink. pink, he was pink. He was but pink. that's not bad, right? Like you can no. tell it's three dimensional. Yeah, very nice, art. very nice. Fucking art. snaps for you. you. Thank you. You win this week. I wasn't. <laughs> nope, not nearly as. Uh, you know what we should do. We should split these into two pictures, and then whoever gets the most likes wins for that week. Well, you'll never know. I'll just lie to you. <laughs> I read. <laughs> I want to see your cube. There's my cube. Ah. 
It's got little bones in it. It's got dim bones in it. It's got skeletons in Gelatinous it. Gelatinous cube. Did I spell it wrong? I don't know. I spelled it from the book, so there that, you go. If they spelled it wrong, they fucked up. What's what's this floating bit here and here? What are those? I don't know. Uh, it's... I don't know. I would be terrified if a 10-foot by 10-foot green cube of hatred started slithering towards me. Well, the book has it as like white or almost That's clear. Transparent. It is transparent. It's clear, colorless, transparent. <gasps> oh, fuck. That's what that's the DC of like fifteen to spot it because if not imagine if you, <laughs> imagine if I left this thing in front of my apartment door and you just went like hey <laughs> no, you you wouldn't even say anything because you would just run face first yeah. actually boob first in my case boob first and <laughs> I feel I feel a sizzle in my nipples. <laughs> <laughs> Your boob hats are burning. I would look like the Regina George fad when she cut, when they cut out the nipples in her shirt. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it would look like. Um, and I don't feel like we should have the listeners pit us against, or like we should pit ourselves against each other. Uh, at least not today, because mine's bad. <laughs> oh, okay. It's not a real competition unless Shush, I try. We both had very. Eventful weekends. That's so, true. Yes. So, um, DM tips. Now, just the tips. Just the tips. Um, we should do a musical number for that. I'm down. Write a song. <laughs> <laughs> Write a fucking song. Okay. We were talking about dealing with, as a DM, this, this, is, this one goes out to all the this DMs. The DMs tips. Um, just the tips. When you have a table and out of character, you have players who are not getting along. What do you do? Bill and Joe are fucking at each other's throats. They're being They're petty. fucking at each other's throats. They're not. No, no. <laughs> That's exactly what you said. No. Roll the tape back. You roll the tape back. You're sitting by it. I know that's exactly what you said. Carry on. Whatever. Anywho. They're at each other's throats. They're at each other's throats. <laughs> it just ruined the whole vibe. They're at each other's throats and they're just like not getting along, but they're in the campaign. And how do you handle it? I see this question asked a lot um, on Facebook, like forums for D&D. Yeah. People just really asking DMs, asking how to handle problems with their players, both in and out of character, because eventually your problems out of character will come up in character. I don't care how good you are at role playing. It's just one of those things. Eventually you kick the rogue into a gelatinous cube Um, or you boot them off into the lava. That did happen. It did. That was a favorite moment. Anyway, um, I haven't had too many moments like that i had like i said, i've mentioned before i had to get rid of a player that i was just having a lot of issues with um but mediating between two characters or two players i haven't really had to do i haven't had to be like look man if you don't calm your tits you're you know you're bothering you know bill and joe i don't know chip and joanne <laughs> shh, shh. we don't speak those names here <laughs> So for me, it comes to having a conversation with them together in the same room. You, you as a DM, it's sad, but you're kind of the mediator between these two. And so for that situation, it's best just to pull them in and just say, hey, I noticed it's uncomfortable. 
the rest of the party has not said it, but I will say it that it's uncomfortable being at the table with you. Is there any reason you guys can't get along? And if you can't resolve it, I would say, unless you know one person is outright being a dick, like if one party member is constantly stealing from the other or just ruining the t- game for being everybody. Being asshat. Yeah. You know. I would say as the DM, it's your justification of being like, hey, you you need to go if it's clearly them. And yeah. maybe the person who's arguing them is the person who's like, I can't take it anymore. I'm leaving or they're leaving. Yeah. And it's you as the DM and maybe you have a discussion with the party and it's like, hey, is this the problem or is something else the problem? Yeah. And if you can't identify that the problem is a person, which would suck if it is, but it happens, then you could just say, hey, we would prefer you not come back to the table anymore. Bye. You can't sit with us. <laughs> you can't sit with us. Um, so it's it's one of those things where I had a, a player of mine say it really well. She was like, this is, this is a game. We're all adults sitting around a table playing a game. And... If you're not going to be fun, if you're not going to be nice, if you're not going to share your toys. Or you're not going to contribute. Right. You know, I don't want to play my game with you anymore. And you pack up your dice and you go home. Like, <laughs> Get your shit and get out. But in a nice way. Like, you, it's hard as a DM, especially if you know everybody at the table. I feel like if you're doing, like when we used to go to the store and we had... um. Which we'll call it every week. Adventures League. Adventures League. Every you can week. burn a bridge at Adventures League. Pretty oh, easily. and we ignited so many of those damn bridges. Oh God! Lunders. <laughs> Throw a little accelerant <laughs> on that. Mmm, that's a good fire. That's a mm, great way to warm. Lunders. Fuck it. Break a few eggs. Burn a few bridges. All, all, all the time. Of that. And it wasn't because we were the assholes. It was. A lot of the time, the player said something completely sexist, inappropriate, or vulgar, oh my gosh. or racist, and that's that's literally against Adventure League rules. Like the table so is for everyone. It's much easier in something like that. More where it is, it can vary week to week. It varies kind of at our table. It became whoever got there first. Like we started at six. You as soon as the six spots were filled, that's it. Table's full. Sorry, man. Come back next week. Yeah. Good luck. <laughs> because we only had one DM at the time. Um, Unless they convinced me to do it, and I was normally not prepared, right? Because reasons. pulling it out of my ass, right? Hello, look at this. <laughs> Smells all right. <laughs> fresh here, Hot play this. Fresh. <laughs> yep. um, but it's easier to kind of mediate between people that you don't know that you're not really friends with. But when it comes to a table, people that you know, and they're all your friends. Should things come up, it can be harder. It can be much harder. But do remember, we are all adults. This is a game meant for fun. Unless you're a kid, then, you know, pretend. If it's a kid, that's a whole different ballgame. And that, and, and that depends on your own thing. And I won't get into how you deal with kids because I have a lot of opinions on that because I work in public education. And I'm not going to throw those out there. So do what you do when it de- comes to dealing with kids. But when it's a room Time full out. of adults. <laughs> I've had more things where adults can't deal with kids in the game. Because kids are kids, they're indecisive, their ideas are kind of weird, and they kind of, whatever. But usually it's adults to kids, not a kid to, purposely to an adult, you know? Yeah. But when it's a room full of adults, let's be adults. Like, don't be a dick. <laughs> yeah. And it, the thing is, you have to do it, and we've had this conversation before, it's similar to like just kicking somebody out. Yes. It's time to do that. And it has to be a an agreement or decision was made, you need to leave the table 
it just doesn't work with you in this group dynamic. And yeah. that might be like, oh, well, you want to play like a murderous evil villain. Yeah. That doesn't fit here. And if yeah. you still want to play with them, then maybe you're like, hey, how about this? This group doesn't really mess with you. Maybe we'll start an evil campaign later if you have the time. If not, bring them in and give them the backstory of the table. And yeah, be like, make them hey, like a mole. Do you want to be my villain? And yeah. you can have them act out the villain or the villain's eyes and henchmen, ears. Yeah, shit like that. Who I played as a giant crazy person, which is fun. <laughs> Barry. Good old Barry. Oh, Barry. So you have you have to compromise at a table, and that's anywhere in real life. I think life. one of the key thing is is address the problem as soon as it happens. Yep. If someone, if a player comes up to you and says, "Hey, man, so and so is being a problem," do your best in your best judgment to handle the situation immediately, especially if it's something kind of out of line. If it's just this person kind of bugs me, you have to kind of have the grain of salt, but. If someone said something inappropriate, offensive, address it right then. Address it as soon as humanly possible. Even if, like, sometimes we have friends that, like, they're both my friends, but these two friends don't know each other or they're not familiar with each other. You can let them know, hey, this person has dealt with this. This person is, you know, sensitive to that. Be respectful of the table, you know? Yeah. Don't be like, I'm going to mention all your triggers just to do it. Yeah. But if, if, mainly if it's like, racist inappropriate homophobic or whatever type of comments that's where you just need to say hey and this has happened at adventures league We're like, oh yeah that's not appropriate we don't do that here i'm not comfortable with you sitting here you need to leave the table because yeah. you've made everyone else uncomfortable and you've not i wouldn't say you've ruined the game like but there there are certain just general rules of gaming now each dm is different and if you've handpicked your cast and you are all comfortable going to darker places have at it have fun but for the general rule of D, you try to keep it non like that but back to our point handle it when it happens make sure that your rules for the table are clear even when it comes and to consistent. player subject matter consistent and enforced um but don't be afraid to handle it people are we should all be grown-ups if it hurts their feelings that much you know they don't have to play. It's like I said, it's a game. And we yeah. need everyone to have fun and enjoy it. And the, the last thing is, is establish the rule in the beginning. For I've, I've used Roll20 a lot, and I've played a few online games with that. And you'll find in the looking for group categories, it'll say like, I don't know if it says erotic. I can't remember. But like PG. Adult eight, Adult themes. 18 plus theme. Adult themes, blood, gore, whatever. Dark, dark humor, whatever. And when you set the table up and you have your players making their characters, that's the time to discuss it. Say like, hey, we're doing the Underdark. It gets really dark and spooky in here. Barovia gets dark and spooky if that's something that's scary to you. Although it's just a moody teenage vampire. Uh, <laughs> we'll never finish it. But when it comes to that, establish what the setting is. Establish what your expectations are as a player. That way, if that person is like, no, I'm not really comfortable with that, then you don't have to have that awkward conversation. Yeah. You just have to say, okay, well, I don't think you'd fit at this table versus you don't fit at this table. You can't play with us. Pack your dice and go home. Well, as versus to it gives them the power of choice. Yeah. They can decide in the beginning, I don't want to do it rather than being... 10 sessions in, 5 sessions in, invested in a character and a plot. And They've already like, put their backstory in the fucking campaign, oh, and now you got to take it creepers. out. Yeah, but it, it makes it easy for everybody. So um, don't forget to check us out on all of our social, social media meads. things. Social meds. We got Facebook. We got Twitter. We have Instagram. All we have an email, at, too. And we do have an email, Nobody too. emails us. If you want to email us, <laughs> shoot us an email. Shoot us a gelatin story. 
A gelatinous story. Gelatinous story. Tell <laughs> us your gelatinous story. Tell us your ooziest stories. Gross. Don't please don't. <laughs> please don't send us your erotic ooze fan fiction. Oh my gosh, we're gonna get erotic D and D friend. You know what? Fuck it. Do it. Do it. I want to read it. Sensually on the air. No. So, I don't know. <laughs> yes, I will read it. Okay. As like a bonus. Anywho, the addresses to those are sweet tea and D and D. Um, all one word. Are yes. um. Email, I don't remember what the Sweet domain is. Sweet T and D and D at, at gmail.com. Gmail, it's a Gmail address. Um, and then we have our podcast, of course, duh, you're listening to it, on uh, all the major podcatchers, uh, Sweet T and D and D separated. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it won't come up. And, you know, send us a review, send us some stuff. Thanks for everyone who has reached out. Um, and we'll see you next time. And if you've see also you. listened to us on your podcatcher, please rate and review us on your podcatcher of choice. It Yay. really helps us become more visible. Uh, you can also check out our Insta and Twitter. That's where we're going to be posting our Dungeon Doodles. Let us know which one was the best. Don't hurt my feelings. Don't hurt my feelings. <laughs> we're very sensitive people. Right. Anyways, bye. bye.